What are the changes that you see in students after a study abroad experience? They're transformed. They are so different. I normally take them over, and a lot of times I come back with them, I'll be there on their first day and their last day, and we always joke, not even when they get back here, but just there, how they just are different. They wear different clothes. It's, it's mm. fascinating to see them all show up dressed like college kids, and the guys, when it's over, all have thin leather sole shoes on. <laughs> they, they look European, and they, there's this great transformation that takes place. You can't help but be in Florence, and if you want to be an architect, and just being turned on, you sit there and you go, wow, look at this. Welcome back to Future Built. On behalf of the Texas A&M School of Architecture, I'm Ben Wiggins, and I'm joined today by Leslie Feigenbaum, the Associate Dean for International Programs and Infrastructure. Thank you for being here today, sir. You're quite welcome. Thank you. Check out the School of Architecture and all our programs at arch.tamu.edu, and make sure to stick around to the end of today's program to find out how you can enter to win an iPad. Leslie, tell us a little bit about how you got involved with the School of Architecture, if you would. Well, a long time ago. Uh, okay. I've been, I've been with the School of Architecture almost 35 years. Uh, I hired on, like most people, as a faculty member. And over the years, I've had countless opportunities uh, to do some amazing and exciting things and work with some amazing and exciting people. And at the end of the day, I end up in the dean's office, uh, responsible for international programs and... Uh, our infrastructure. You're in charge of the school's study abroad program. Tell us about that. Study abroad programs are so integral to what we do in the School of Architecture uh, and how we do things in the School of Architecture. Uh, we've made this what we call the semester away requirement uh, part of the curriculum in all of our programs. Uh, it's an opportunity for young people to leave campus uh, for a semester during their academic experience here and to be exposed to a different environment, different settings, different cultures. Uh, they do this through internships. They also do this through study abroad. I happen to be responsible for the study abroad aspect of it. Okay. And so we give these young people this opportunity to go out, change their context of where they learn, change the context of how they learn, and then to bring that back and to share that with their classmates. That's why it's integrated into the, the middle or the second half of their career here is because we want them not only to experience it, but to bring it back and to share so that uh, the learning gets passed not just to you, but to everyone else. Where can they go? Well, we're in the United Kingdom. Uh, we run a program with construction science. Uh, in the UK, we also run what we call university studies programs. Uh, in three other three other programs in the UK, uh, we run programs for architecture in Italy and in Spain all semesters long. We run summer programs in both of those countries also. We run our landscape architecture and urban planning program runs out of Germany. They do that once a year, and then the summer once again, we're in lots of places in Europe. 
this year was the first time since COVID we've been able to go back to Japan. So that's very exciting. Yeah. And so that that's really a new spot that young people haven't been going to for a while. Faculty, if they want to go someplace and they have a passion and they have a connection to go there, we figure out how to make it happen. It, that's what it takes as a faculty member with some passion and a student desire, and we'll make it work. I heard some folks get to go to Costa Rica. Is that true? They do. We run a freshman-only trip to Costa Rica Okay. Uh, once a year for a few days. Uh, we started this several years ago. It's what we called the appetizer to study abroad. Uh. It was just a short-term <laughs> program because okay. we just wanted to get you the taste of it yeah. so that you'd be hungry for the main course. I can see how that would work. How do students customize this experience to make it the best it can be for whatever the goals they have in mind? Well, the programs are all rigid and flexible. Okay. They go to class just like they go here, and they take studio and classes just like they do here. But a little different from here, we do only have classes there four days a week. So there's always an opportunity for independent travel. Uh, all the programs include a number of days of travel, and so... For instance, most of our long semester programs have a minimum of 14 days of travel. And so they will travel usually half of that time within their host country mm -hmm. and half of that time outside of a country. For instance, our young people in Spain this year will spend a week traveling around Spain in a organized travel. And then they'll spend a week in the Netherlands hmm. also on an organized trip. And then everybody gets a week off to go do independent travel uh, to do that. So it's, it's, you can't go all the way on a study abroad and not travel. I was going to say, it sounds like you're everywhere. Well, the, I'm that, ready to hear Saturn next. The, the objective is for them to have this absolute transformative experience. Yeah. And so that's where the focus is. Our new online Masters of Construction Science program is starting now. Get your advanced degree while still working in the field. It's self-paced and requires no GRE or thesis. Learn more at tx.ag slash COSC online. What are some of the resources available to students who think they may not have access to this program for financial reasons or potentially other reasons? Our goal is any student that wants to go goes. Uh, okay. I hate to say we turn over the rocks, but we have lots of rocks we turn over. <laughs> okay. uh, we, you know, if you, if we find a rock got a dollar under it, we'll pick up the rock and we'll take the dollar and give it to a young person. Uh, we try to provide scholarship and financial aid to almost everyone who goes. We mm -hmm. have been fortunate and have generous former students who have given us money to allow this to continue. Uh, yeah. The last couple of years, everybody has, who's gone and done study abroad has got some financial aid help. Yeah. And so we tr it's, it's an expensive process, and we know that. And so our goal is to try to help as much as we can. Since it is programmatic, uh, it goes into their overall cost of attendance, and they do qualify for financial aid uh, through Texas A&M. And so they, they have access to finance, student financial aid to help finance the trip. Uh, the Association of Former Students is generous with helping students. If a young person can't afford the airplane ticket, 
The Association of Farming Students never turns us down. When a young person goes over there and says, I want to go do this, and I need $1,500 or $2,000 to buy an airplane ticket, will you buy me the airplane ticket? The answer is, we'll figure out how to pay for that. But as I tell young people, my goal is to figure out how to make it happen. And so if you want to do it, we'll make it happen. And it seems to just work. We dig and plow and call until we find the money. I like that. What are the changes that you see in students after a study abroad experience? They're transformed. Ah, go on. <laughs> they are so different. Uh, I, I normally take them over and a lot of times I come back with them. I'll be there on their first day and their last day. And we always joke, not even when they get back here, but just there, how they just are different. Uh, they wear different clothes. It's, it's mm. fascinating to see them all show up dressed like college kids. And the guys, when it's over, all have thin sole, thin leather sole shoes on. <laughs> they, they look European and they, <laughs> they, they've, they don't wear the blue jeans that they wore over by. And so part of it, they just change. They cha they, there's this great transformation that takes place. Professionally, it's just this exciting part of their career and their development. Yeah. You go over to Italy and you've got, you can't help but be in Florence. And if you want to be an architect and just being turned on, it's an, and you sit there and you go, wow, look at this. And I'm yeah. standing next to it. It's not a picture. It's real. I can touch it. It's just transformative in their professional development. And they come back suddenly with this appreciation and this excitement about the career fields that they've chosen. Our construction science students go and do their academic portion, and then they go intern for eight or nine weeks, okay? And then they come back and they go, I've seen the world of construction in a different country. And you know what? It's different than how we do things. Hmm. doesn't say which is better. It's just different. And so it's this recognition of its difference. They also are so much more culturally aware hmm. uh, to do this. They've lived in these countries. They've eaten different food. And suddenly they're much more open-minded about things. And so they just are so different uh, to do that. Uh, they leave as children and come back as adults. The impression I'm getting is that you drop them off, you pick them up, and they've evolved. They've grown. They've picked up some of the culture. Is, is that right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, it's how they, how they address things. Even as, even to how they look and how they dress, they change uh, the clothes they wear. They change their appearance. They change their perspectives, and that's really what we're after: uh, is for young people to understand that and to become comfortable with changing perspectives, because they're going to spend the rest of their career in places where their perspectives are always being changed. Can you give me an example? For example. Our young people who go on our landscape architecture program go to Bonn, Germany. Uh, and in Bonn, which is a interesting study, uh, Bonn was the capital prior to reunification, which okay. then moves to Berlin. Right. And so you have this city that goes through this 
transformation from being the seat of government to not. Hmm. And so it creates this incredible urban redesign project. And so our landscape architecture students and urban planning students get to go there and live there and spend time and see that. They get to experience uh, public transportation and trains and all of those things. And then they go, wow, I, it, how they can integrate that into their lives and into the, into the future cities that these young people are going to help build and design. I love that. What is one of the most common things you hear from former students about their time in these programs? Other than I've said repeatedly, it's transformative. <laughs> it gives them this rich experience. For example, our students that live, our architecture students go to Barcelona and they stay there and they see this amazingly rich culture experience of architecture. They get the chance to see Sagrada Familia up close and personal yeah. on a daily basis. Uh, and so they get these wonderful experiences to do that. And, and it's, it hones their professional skills and it hones their hunger uh, for their profession and their future. Why is it important to the school that students study abroad? Architecture, construction, landscape architecture, urban planning, those are universal. They happen everywhere. Mm -hmm. Buildings are designed by architects and built by constructors, and cities are planned by planners, and it happens everywhere. Mm. And so it's, a, it's this unique understanding and this opportunity to go out and see other places, do other things, and be part of that. And so it's just so ingrained to our professions. Uh, Architects travel. Architects, it's just what we are. It's, it's DNA. Yeah. They get this wonderful opportunity to see things and to see how, what other, peop how other people and other professions and other places solve problems. And then they can bring that back to their projects in construction or in architecture and use what they've seen and solutions that were evolved in other places, in other locations, in other times. I'm curious, what are the biggest differences in practice between American architects or urban planners and those in Europe or, or South America or they're, wherever? They're, how the, their businesses operate are substantially different. Okay. Uh, if you go to Spain, for example, uh, their work is won by what is called a competition. Hmm. And the person who gets the architecture job is the architect, as compared to here, well, there will be an architect and there'll be a consulting engineers and it's much more of a team, much more of a team sport right. here. And so it's just different how they operate and how they get work. Uh, depends on how it, in different countries. Hmm. Speaking frankly, as a two-time Texas A&M former student myself, there are some of my fellow students who come to Texas A&M never having been outside Texas, and in some cases, never having been outside specific areas within Texas. When they walk into a city that is literally a thousand years old, how does that, specifically, how does that change them? They develop an appreciation and an understanding of the past, an appreciation of how things have been done, mm 
and an appreciation of historic preservation. Uh, here, we don't think anything about tearing buildings down. Uh, you go to Barcelona, they don't tear buildings down. <laughs> I would imagine not. Uh, you go to the UK, they may tear the inside of the building down, but you don't ever tear the facade down. Okay. And so it, it gives them, it's just a different perspective. It's how they do things. Uh, we have a big emphasis in historic preservation in the School of Architecture, and so it ties in nicely with that. On a personal note, did you do study abroad? I don't have a lot of regrets from my from my educational experience, but that's one of them. I wish that I had taken a semester abroad um, and gone Europe or South America or, or Asia, anywhere. It, I just got back from Japan last week. It's just absolutely unbelievable to sit and stand in a corner and watch these young people. Uh, we were at Hiroshima uh, a few days after the anniversary of when they the atom bomb. It was amazing to see the reaction hmm. to young people to be looking down on ground zero for them yeah. and to see that. So it's, it's very transformative. Makes you think, yeah. makes you reflect. Uh, I bet so. To do that. It's, it's very, very emotional. You talked about the different approaches. Once a student then goes into their career and they're engaging in problem solving on a daily basis, how does, how does that process change as a result of having been around all this? They've seen how other people have solved similar problems and how other people have addressed similar problems. And so they bring that context back to their problem solving and say, oh, I experienced this. I saw this when I was 22 years old in pick the country. Yeah. And now I'm out working and I have a similar problem. Oh, oh, ah, I remember that. And so it's this opportunity to reflect back on that, pull that back out of your memory bank and say, I remember how they solved that problem. One of the principals in Height Venture uh, is a young man named Robert Holtham. Robert went on study abroad when he was an undergraduate here with my predecessor, Elton Abbott. I couldn't even tell you what year it was. But Robert's go, Robert went on vacation this year back to Italy. Okay. And he calls me and he says, please tell me where you guys are at. I want to go see this. I want to go see what y'all are doing. And so you have a former student who's got a successful practice. Years later, is still so moved by that, yeah. that they're still so connected yeah. to that experience they had and the people yeah. that, they, they were, that they were involved with there. What advice would you give to a student considering a study abroad program versus an internship? Since I'm paid to tell people to go and study abroad. You're not going to get an overly objective answer uh, to do this, although I've done both. I right. spent the first half of my career telling young people in construction science to go out on internships. So now I get to tell young people to go do study abroad. And I give what I think is remarkably pragmatic advice about this. Okay. And you have your whole life to work. How many opportunities are you going to get to spend 15 weeks in a foreign country living and studying about your profession? As a 41-year-old father of two, I can say not that many. And it's from, a, from a very deep personal perspective of mine, 
Uh, that's literally it. Uh, I was here when we did, as a student, when we did the very first study abroad program. I was an undergraduate. And I remember this attitude of, why would we leave here? We have everything here. And then I left here and I went to work for an international firm. And the next thing I knew, I was traveling everywhere. Sure. And so it was just this, it was this amazingly open experience that I had after graduating from college. It said, young people just ought to do this. It is so important for your personal and professional development that so many times we have fear and this fear of going to a country where I don't speak the language and I don't know how to do this and I don't, so we don't go. And so once you conquer that fear, it's amazing how beautiful it is. And so that's really what so much is what we tell young people. This is your chance. And while you may get a chance to go live in a foreign country and do all that, you may, may not. But I can promise you'll have your whole life to work. Without a doubt. For our viewers, please make sure to follow the school at Tamu Arch School on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Threads. On behalf of the Texas A&M School of Architecture, I'm Ben Wiggins, and this is Future Built.